The Ram Dama's Kingdom by Robert P. Fitton. Episode 6 The Ram Dama Connection. McGee stood inside the tall, dark GN service building on the other end of town. He had been to the main desk and requested a complete scan of all computer storage banks. The woman at the desk, unlike the unemotional computer, was not amused at the request. Don't you realize it would take 10 days and probably $2,000 to scan every word in every bank? I doubt you have that money, McGee. Listen, I... In those words, NASCOM and Banachuk, they could only be phonetic variations for the actual words. That would require a systems analyzing format. Well, do it. I don't think you have the time, let alone the money. Just get it done. Just scan it, he told her, producing a gold card. Oh, we have a small lounge up on the second floor. McGee had been in the lounge for several hours. He had the lady at the desk, much to her consternation, call Baker and get him over to Jan's. McGee settled into the soft purple chair in front of the monitor. The indexer gave him a choice of networks and applications. He pushed a button and tried to relax. But the hours passed with no results from the computer and no word from Baker. The lady at the desk said she had only gotten an answering machine. Then she went into a long dissertation about the hundreds of categories that had already been scanned. The computer had not even slowed to correlate. None of the words that Colonel Hutchinson had given McGee made any sense. McGee, restless and growing more frustrated, got up and went to the window. Night had fallen over the city and the stars were faintly visible above the skyline. And in the distance, the city twinkled in the cold nighttime air. He was beginning to wonder if these words existed at all. You are you pounding the world's problems? Asked Baker from behind. Hey, Bake, where the hell you been? I just got the message, McGee. Who the hell was that lady and why did she call you at the gym? I have my reasons. Listen, things have gotten crazy. Hutchinson? asked Baker. Oh boy, Hutchinson, said McGee, and they went back to the purple chairs. Is he all right? I doubt it, Baker. This case is big. As Baker listened carefully, he described everything in detail. Baker seemed astounded by the revelations and was upset by McGee's willingness to tackle the case. McGee, let me tell you something. You're nuts. Messing with the SIA? Come on, man. You can't compete with them. Think of the possibilities, Bake. Oh yeah, possibilities like getting killed. And you ain't never gonna get Hutchinson. He's gone. And that red metal crap? <laughs> McGee, I don't wanna see action again. I'm your friend, and I'll always help you out. But this is just too far-fetched. Just trust me, Bake. Oh, don't ask me that, man, he complained, shaking his head. How many times have I bailed you out of trouble? Ah, oh, damn, here we go again. McGee, this thing is bigger than any trouble you bailed me out of, he said as he stood and shaking his head. McGee had a certain effect on him, a way of prying under his volition and gnawing away at his mind. What are you smiling about? asked Baker as he grinned. All right, all right, he said, pointing at McGee. I'll go along with you on this, but if you got to lay the groundwork, pal, you better have something, then you call me. Right, right, said McGee, standing. He put his arm around his friend and they walked toward the stairwell. You just go home, Bake. Get some rest. Relax. You really think there's a big payoff in this? Asked Baker, 
thinking McGee might know something else. Yes, Bake. They'll never expect me to try and unravel this. And I will unravel it. You mean, we will unravel it, added Baker. Once again, McGee had talked him into working on a case. Good night, McGee, he said, and he moved down the staircase. McGee went back to the chair and pushed the intercom button. Another person was at the front desk. This is Harry McGee. Any change on that word scan? Oh, yes, the man with the complete scan. You know, we've never had anyone scan the whole... Just tell me what's going on. No change, Mr. McGee. Great, he scoffed, hitting the button as he leaned back in the chair. The monitor was playing an old 20th century movie. McGee half listened and closed his eyes as he tried to get some rest. The clock on the wall moved close to 3 a.m., and McGee was sprawled out over the two chairs. A three-dimensional boxing match had just been aired on the monitor. The bright screen glared across the darkened room and the announcer ended his fight summation. Then they switched back to network headquarters. There were a few commercials and then a change. The time is exactly 3 a.m. We are rebroadcasting the documentary, Ram Dama, The Entrenchment of Power. Here is correspondent Jack Fronter. Good evening, said a short man with fluffy black hairpiece. Ram Dama, called by some as religion's worst enemy. A man who over the years has commanded the world's strangest worship membership. They used to call such things a cult, said Fronter as an image of the Ram Dama came over the screen to his rear. He was wearing the traditional red satin robe with the white triangle across the chest. Even in the still picture, the religious leader's eyes were very dark and foreboding, almost as if he were beckoning all unbelievers. A religion or a sham? Belief in God is not allowed in this bizarre form of worship. In fact, there seems to be many contradictions not readily apparent on the surface. First and foremost, the Ramdamar is the undisputed leader of the worldwide church. His people are called holy children and worship him as a supreme being. The Ram Dama has never done anything to dispel that notion. In fact, he thrives on it. Let me quote. The aspect of living we call society can only subvert the true meaning of the human spirit. Only through identification of the self can we begin to visualize the freedom of mind and soul. The mind and soul that comes through the worldwide word, the word of the Ram Dama. However, is this philosophy accurate? in a total description of the worldwide church? I have with me Father Pasquale of the United States League of Churches and Rabbi Joshua Breshkoff of the Jewish Federation. Gentlemen, what do you see as the true meaning of the worldwide church in relationship to the more conventional religions? Father, I'll start with you first. McGee opened his eyes. The glare hurt. He looked up at the clock and listened for the father's response. Jack, aside from the obvious atheistic and demagogic aspects of this movement, and I do call it a movement, the League of Churches does not recognize it as anything more. Aside from the aspects that I've mentioned, this movement runs totally contrary to the Judeo-Christian heritage of brotherhood and cooperation. Rabbi? Yes, I must say that I completely agree with Father Pasquale. Well, I would not say, in a physical sense, they are being held hostage. 
Although, who knows what happens behind closed doors. This man, the Ram Dhamma, has turned men, women, and children away from God and the human spirit. These people are not free to find themselves, as he says. They are brainwashed into the value system that is no more than subjugation rather than free expression. Then you would both agree that these people, and I might add, they have given the Ram Damar all their worldly possessions, are being held hostage. Well, let us take a look at this man. The following is from a massive rally held in Central Park right here in the city just a week ago. An estimated 40,000 people attended this rally. Not the largest in history, but the important fact to remember is the intensity. That is a significant factor. We pick up the video at the offering portion of the service. You will see those people who did not hand over their possessions earlier are going to the altar for sacrifices and offerings to the Ram Dhamma. McGee was astounded as the long-haired holy children helped the everyday people dump their precious jewels, money, and other possessions into a giant gold coffer underneath the towering white triangle. And above this activity sat the Ram Dhamma, high atop the gold and satin throne. He appeared to be meditating, perhaps contemplating the mounting tally below. The Ram Dhamma's effort was spellbinding. People were on their knees up front, wailing and crying loudly toward their spiritual leader. Other men in black robes were all around. When one of the people would move toward the Ram Damad, those black-robed men would halt their advance and bring them back to the general crowd. The leader of the worldwide church was well protected. High atop of the throne, the Ram Damad slowly opened his eyes. He was preparing to speak to his followers once more. May you find the ideal spirit. We must express our needs. Turn to the holy children around you. Look into their eyes. Do they want to fulfill the destiny of humanity? Do they desire the complete knowledge of the worldwide gospel? Shake your holy brothers and sisters, he said loudly. McGee leaned forward as the commotion began. They were all shaking each other, sometimes violently. Learn the gospel of peace of mind. The individual striving and contentment that can only come through belief in me. I am your savior. I am your salvation. I will take away your worldly goods and replace them with my holy word. Only through the disavowing of all material goods and the acceptance of my word can you find your true self. Lay down your lives. Lay them down for the worldwide church. You are not your brother's keeper. You are yourself. The self is the church, and the church is the self. He yelled, raising his arms into the air. Peace! We will have peace in the peace of mind and soul within me. He closed his eyes and lowered his head and the entire mass of 40,000 people began chanting to him, Ram Da Ma, Ram Da Ma, Ram Da Ma. McGee, McGee leaped up from the chair as they repeated the chant again and again. He moved right up to the screen, almost touching the glass. And then the Ram Da Ma came back on camera. We will find ourselves in the church and let the unimportant things fade away. 
Our true existence will only come when we disregard the misleading rambling of the world's outdated religions, he said, closing his eyes as he spoke. Elka Mantarib Lurano they repeated the chant, everyone yelling wildly as they raised their arms upward. McGee, however, had left the lounge and had run down the stairway to the front desk. Yes? asked the man. Bakuk. Bakuk Naskam. One word from the worldwide church. The Ramdama. Scan the Ramdama immediately. All right. I'll find the index, he said, and he activated a readout screen. He found the appropriate banks and pushed in the request. Scan has begun. Good. I want to know. All right, I have something here. That soon, asked McGee. Yes, part of the larger phrase meaning, impart the word unto yourself and the world will be yours. The world, Bankuk Nasakam, means the world will be yours. I have no idea of the originating linguistics. Incredible, said McGee. It must be true. What was that, Mr. McGee? Oh, nothing, nothing at all. I just need to find out more about this religion. We have additional videos available. I can put a general listing on the lounge screen. He said as a countless number of indexes began moving on the screen. Names, addresses, periodicals, books, news coverage, and a Senate committee investigating the worldwide church. Is that committee current? I'll check, said the man, pushing a few buttons. Yes, it has been in existence for nearly eight months. Good, I finally have something to go on. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. A slender woman in her mid-twenties came up to the desk a few minutes later. McGee studied her blonde hair and then hurried up to the second floor. Several minutes later, McGee was racing down the elevator with a piece of paper in his hand. I've got it now. Got what? The number for that committee, Senator Rothstein's office. I'll call him as soon as day breaks. He handed his gold card to the man and signed a receipt without even checking the amount. The man returned the card and McGee left. Now he had his first lead in the case that by all means he had no business pursuing. Join us again next week for another adventurous episode of the Ram Dama's Kingdom, Who is He Who Commands the Masses? Produced by Fitton Theater of the Words.